Goodbye, word nerds. Welcome to the episode. Um, I think that we can start just right away. I always want to say stuff, but maybe I shouldn't stay say, say stuff. I should just get right into it. Um, top of page 254. Hello, how are you doing, page? Um, I think I'm going to put a little bit more effort into getting guests when I get to the letter D. So I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to think ahead a little bit. Do you care... All right, the first word in this episode is complaint, C-O-M-P-L-A-I-N-T, noun from the 14th century, one expression of grief, pain, or dissatisfaction. I am so grieved or pained or dissatisfied by this thing, I have to express it out to the people. 2A, something that is the cause or subject of protest or outcry. To be a bodily ailment or disease. Oh, I have a lot of those. I have a lot of bodily complaints. Three, a formal allegation against a party. Uh, that could be a literal party. P people making lots of noise and having fun and whooping it up. People complain about that, but it could also just be a, a group of some kind. All right, now we have complacence. So... This, well, I'll just read it and then we'll chat about it. Let's have a nice little chat. This uh, complacence word is a noun from 1651. Disposition to please or comply. And the synonym is affability. Um, let's see. We'll, let's actually talk about complacent next. Uh, just to round out the whole picture. Complacent. Adjective. Uh, wait, is there any... Uh, no. Uh, okay, so complacent, adjective, 1638. One, marked by an inclination to please or oblige. Two, tending to consent to others' wishes. And a synonym is the word amiable. Complacently is an adverb. And let's see, it's French from complaire, which means to gratify or acquiesce. That's good for that. So... Basically, the idea of complacent or complacence, uh, I think complacence, complacency, would that be a word? I don't know. But it's, um, it's, it sounds like it's trying to make other people happy. I also have the idea in my head of like, oh, I'm just complacent with that. Like, it's just fine. I think we had a word, was it yesterday or the day before? There was something similar to that. Yeah, complacency. That's what we talked about yesterday. Um, so, but I think it's funny because it's so... It's so similar, at least from a spelling standpoint, which obviously we know means nothing, um, but it's so similar to complaint and complaining. It's, it's the opposite. It's This is not good enough for me, so I'm going to complain about it. Um, and it's I just find that so fascinating that they're so similar, sort of, but so different in that way. Is it just me? All right, now let's move on to the word complete. But it is spelled C-O-M-P-L-E-A-T. Um, we are normally used to the word complete spelled C-O-M-P-L-E-T-E, -E, which is in tomorrow's episode. So what is this complete word spelled with an E-A-T? You get to eat something. It is an adjective from 1526. Uh, I guess if you eat your whole plate of dinner, you have completed it. Get it? All right. Having all necessary or desired elements or skills. And the synonym is, oh, complete, spelled the other way. And then also the synonyms classic and quintessential. So, 
it's basically the same word, I guess. I guess we'll, we'll see what the word complete gives us later. Um, having all necessary or desired elements or skills. The uh, etymology, it is the archaic variant of the word complete. It tells us right there. Um, and it is, I guess, from or the example would be a book or a story or something called the complete angler, spelled the E-A-T way. That is from 1653. Interesting. We read earlier that this word is from 1526, but maybe that was the most common way it was used in this book. I don't know. Anyway, it is a book or something from 1653 by Isaac Walton. Isaac spelled with a Z. Yes, there we go. We, we did that one. All right, now let's move on to complected. Complected. Adjective from 1785. We have one short definition, but then we have a big paragraph of usage information. We haven't seen that for a while. So it means having a specified facial complexion. You are complected, as in a tall, thin man, fairly dark complected. That is a quote from E.J. Khan, K-A-H-N. It's just an irregular form of the word complexion. So usage stuff. It says, hmm, this is interesting. Okay, not an error, nor a dialectical dialectal term, nor non-standard, all of which it has been labeled. Complected still manages to raise hackles. So that was all one sentence. We'll, we'll get into more, but I just want to focus on this sentence for a second. Why did, did they word it this way? Not an error, nor a dialectal term, nor non-standard, all of which it has been labeled. So the word complected has been labeled as an error word, like it's a wrong word, it's or a dialect, or just a non-standard version. But no, the dictionary is saying it's not any of those things. It is, it, but it still does raise hackles in people. It means it, it pisses people off. It gets their, and we can use a phrase that I won't use here, but it gets them all riled up about this word. Okay, so let's read more. It is an Americanism, apparently non-existent in British English. Its currency in American English is attested as early as 1806 by Meriwether Lewis, and it appears in the works of such notable American writers as Mark Twain, O. Henry, James Whitcomb Riley, and William Faulkner. The synonym complexioned, recommended by handbooks, appears now to be somewhat more common than complected in both literary and journalistic use. So a lot of people don't like this word, but some people do like this word. That's what I have learned. Okay, we are on our, on our last word. It is complement. We have two forms. The first one is long. The second one is short. It is spelled C-O-M-P-L-E-M-E-N-T. First form, noun from the 14th century, 1A. Something that fills up, completes, or makes perfect. It complements it. 1b, the quantity, number, or assortment required to make a thing complete, as in the usual complement of eyes and ears. That is a quote from Francis Parkman. I am so curious to know what Francis was talking about. The usual complement of eyes and ears. Yes, that person had those usual things that we see on people's faces. Eyes, ears, nose, mouth. But when you think about it, they look weird, especially noses and ears. They're very strange. We have more to this 1B definition, especially the whole force of personnel of a ship. 
It's called the complement. 1C, one of two mutually completing parts. And the synonym is counterpart. So two things have, they, they fill each other up. Uh, I'm thinking of the, the Shel Silverstein book, The Missing Piece. They are complements. They are counterparts. They make each other a whole when put together. 2A, the angle or arc that when added to a given angle or arc equals a right angle in measure. Um, and we have a visual explanation of this. How am I going to do this? I should probably post a picture. Maybe I'll draw it out. I haven't done that. That would be kind of fun. So we have a right angle. A right angle is 90 degrees. If you look at your wall, two, two walls come together. They're perpendicular more than likely. Uh, that is a right angle. So in the right angle at the very top is letter A. That's the one end. Uh, the, the point where they meet is C, and the other angle going off in the other direction is B. So we have an ACB angle, and then there is a line going off in another direction in between A and B, and the end of that line is D. So there's an arc from A to B, a curved, it's like a quarter of a circle, and then D is sitting on a point in that arc. So complement the 2A definition that we just read. It says ACB is the right angle. ACD, it's a, it's a small, smaller than right angle, very small. Uh, that is the complement of DCB. So you put ACD next to DCB. They combine together to make a right angle. Uh, and then it says also vice versa. So DCB would be the complement of ACD. And then we have the arc AD. That's the curved part. That is the complement of DB. That's the rest of the arc to finish a 100, no, a 90 degree angle. Okay, let's talk about 2B. The set of all elements that do not belong to a given set and are contained in a particular mathematical set containing the given set. 2C. A number that when added to another number of the same sign yields zero if the significant digit farthest to the left is discarded and this is used especially in assembly language programming. I didn't even finish my word before I want to talk about the next thing. I don't know what that is. That's what I was going to say. Okay, three. The musical interval required with a given interval to complete the octave. Bum, 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 bum. Something, maybe. Four. Uh, an added word or expression by which a prediction... No, a predication. An added word or expression by which a predication is made complete. As the word president in the quote, they elected him president. And the word beautiful in the quote, he thought her beautiful. He did. Five. The thermolabile group of proteins in normal blood serum and plasma that in combination with antibodies causes the destruction especially of particulate antigens as bacteria and foreign blood, corp corpuscles, corpuscles. Complement is a fascinating word because we talked about something that fill that that creates a whole. We talked about angles, language programming, music, words, and um, science stuff, chemicals, bodily things. Fascinating. Uh, let's look at the etymology. It is from the Latin verb complere, which means to fill up or complete. 
that is com plus plere or plere, which means to fill. And there's more of the word full. And our second form of complement, very last word, it is a verb from 1602, starting with intransitive, which is obsolete, and it means to exchange formal courtesies. And then transitive, number one, to be complementary to, as in the illustrations complement the text. Number two is obsolete. It is the synonym complement with an I. It right in the middle there. Or almost in the middle. Uh, to exchange formal courtesy, yes, complimenting. But yes, we usually use it with, with the I. Okay, so the words today were complaint, complacence, complacent, complete, complected, compliment, compliment. My original thought for the word complacent was more like, oh, it's fine. You know, kind of what I talked about yesterday. Um, but it seems more like it's uh, trying to please and oblige. And I guess I am really, I'm like that. <laughs> I, I just want to make people happy. Um, maybe I should pick that, although I really did enjoy compliment and all of its, all of its things. Um, hmm. <laughs> what did I pick yesterday? I just recorded it yesterday. Um, competent? Maybe I pick competent. Um, hmm. This is... Oh, you know, maybe we can... I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out later. I will pick... I will pick... Oh, what will I pick? What will I pick? I don't know what to pick. Um, I will pick... Complacent as the word of the episode. Because I am so complacent. And maybe you should be too. I think that's a good place to stop all that nonsense, and let's talk about the holidays. In Pakistan, this is, what is this, November 9th, 2021, Pakistan has birthday of Muhammad Iqbal. In Bolivia, it is Day of the Skulls. Azerbaijan has Flag Day. Independence Day for Cambodia from France in 1953. Germany, Austria, Switzerland are celebrating Inventors Day. Uttarakhand, India, is celebrating Uttarakhand Day. The U.S. The, I said that weird. The U.S. is celebrating World Freedom Day, but if it's World Freedom Day, then I think that uh, it will be celebrated all over the world. Maybe we can all be free, please. Germany also has Fall of the Wall Day. Ooh, maybe this was the day that the wall came down between East Germany and West Germany, East Berlin, West Berlin, uh, it was all the way... Th Wait, was it just Berlin or was it... I think it was just Berlin, right? Man, why why am I blanking on this? But I do remember that when I was a kid, the wall came down. I think my grandparents actually had a, got a part of the wall somehow. I have no idea how that happened. Um, also in Germany, which I don't think is the same as the falling of the wall, but maybe they're connected somehow. It is Night of Broken Glass, which is also called Kristallnacht. I think that might have been uh, a World War II era thing, but I don't know. So go look it up if you want to know. Um, f more fun holidays. It is Carl Sagan Day. Uh, maybe he was born on this day. Celebrate Carl Sagan. If you don't know, he was pretty astounding. Go to an art museum today day. <laughs> so go do that. National chaos never dies. No, chaos is always happening. National Microtia Awareness Day, M-I-C-R-O-T-I-A, Microtia, Microtia, something like that. National Scrapple Day, Scrapple with peas. Now, 
I don't know what Scrapple is, but it's showing a picture of basically a, a an a, an English muffin with eggs and sausage and cheese, like a like a McDonald's egg McMuffin. But I don't know what Scrapple is. National Young Readers Day. You young people go read, but you know you old people should probably read too. It is also National Fried Chicken Sandwich Day. If somebody wants to make me a vegan one, I would love that. Uh, but yes, World Freedom Day. That is a big one. All right. So that is it for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye. <laughs>